So Justin, I last night went to a concert in the city. Which city? And Detroit. The, the city of Chicago. Okay, just checking. Um, yes, yes, the city of Chicago. I went in. Uh, I, I saw a band, and I needed some water. I was a little sweaty from being in the pit. I needed some water, uh, and they charged me four dollars for a bottle of water. Okay. And like, I yeah, get it. Yeah. Like that's that sounds right. But also, like, water is like one of those necessary things you have to have to live, you know? Uh, and first of all, they brought out a bottle of Nestle Pure Life water, which <laughs> sort of tasted like cold hot tub water. <laughs> <laughs> like like they let it get room temp. Um, but my question for you, are you supposed to tip for, bo- for like, water at, a pl- at, like, a bar? Um, if, I mean... It depends if you pay for it. Like, if I'm at a bar and I just ask for water and that's it, no. But, like, if I'm getting another thing, I would. And I don't know if it's what you're supposed to do or not, but, like, I don't. Because they always look at me like I'm an inconvenience. Yeah. So, okay. So, like, with this bottle of water, I paid with a card. So, $4 and they bring me out this, you know, the little, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. little book. So, I was like, I guess here's $2. Oh, wow. You. That's a $6 bottle of water? Y- yes. Damn. Yes. Um, and it's Nestle. <laughs> like, how much does that? How much does that sell for? <laughs> uh, so, actually, interesting enough, uh, Justin Makovich, if you go on Amazon.com, okay, like that and website. you type in bulk water bottles, okay, uh, you scroll and uh, sorry, bulk bottled water, bottled water, um. Nestle Pure Life is the Amazon choice that's on the first page. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so, so you can get um, a 78 case pallet for just shy of $500. Damn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had a $6 bottle of water, and it, was, it wasn't even like one of the 500 milliliters. It was like 350. <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, you needed it, and sometimes you buy things that you need. Not that you want to buy. You know what I mean? Very true. Very true. I w- Here's the problem, Justin. They had like a bunch of like uh, cups of ice, you know, like ready so that they could just make drinks and whatever. And I was debating. And, and I, I guess this is just like I think I probably could have gotten away with this had I had the courage to do this. I was debating. Should I just walk up, grab a cup full of ice and walk away and just like wait chew for on it that. to melt. <laughs> yeah, well, or like, like just you know, put those little ice cubes in my mouth and let, let, sort of like heat them up in, in there. Um, <laughs> but that felt wrong. But I was also like, what are they? Go- they're gonna fight me over ice. That's you know, yeah, yeah, and a little cup. So, um, it, and again, it was for Nestle Pure Life. Uh, out of curiosity, what is your your yeah. favorite bottled water? Um, it's actually tricky. I haven't had bottled water in a minute because I tend to just reuse, you know, a, yeah, a, yeah. a thing. But I, I would say like Kirkland brand water is pretty good. Okay, they got that yeah. at Costco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's decent. Uh, Ice Mountain is also like a go to classic. Uh, how what about you? So I, w- I when I want to feel fancy, I'll probably go mm-hmm. for and this is this is where it gets um, controversial. This Dasani was always my my boy. People hate on Dasani. Uh-huh. It's all right. Yeah, and so- I think Aquafina is is where like the worst. People always say like Aquafina and Dasani, 
but I think it's just Aquafina by a mile is the worst. Okay, so here's here's the thing. I was oh. shamed by my students for oh aqua for the Dasani and drinking Dasani. And they were, they, were, they were saying, why do you have so many things of Dasani? That's the grossest water. And I'm like, it is absolutely not the grossest water. So we did a test. So this is uh-huh. second period English verified, this test. So I gave them six types of water, and they first ranked them what they thought was the best and the worst. Uh, they thought, You're a fun teacher, man. Thank you. Can I just say it? Like, that's, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> it was mostly out of anger and to prove a point. Um, yeah. But yes, I could be fun sometimes. So they voted that they on the pretest because education. They thought that Aquafina was going to be the best. Smart Water would be the second best. Um, Fiji would be the third best. Tap Water would be the fourth best. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, that Nestle Pure Life would be the fifth best, and Dasani definitively would be the worst. That was what they yeah. ranked. They thought. Mm. Um. The final rankings, though, found, and this was done by a blind taste test. I literally had all six of these waters in little Dixie cups, and I had the kids pick them up, and they (laughs) ranked them. The water that they thought was the best water, um, and this was uh, with the lowest cumulative score, was the Nestle Pure Life water on a blind taste test. I know. Second best was Fiji. Third yeah, best, that makes sense. yeah, I like the Fiji. Third best yeah. was um, Aquafina. Fourth yeah. best was Dasani. What? Not okay. the worst. Not the worst. Um, Fourth is not great, but still, still not the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah. Smart Water was the second worst, and Tap Water was the worst. So, go figure. I I, I do like. I'll say like I'm not super picky when it comes to water. Uh, tap Water will do me do me just fine. Um, there's something about. Have you ever bought a Vox, Vox water? That's the one in the glass bottle. No, but I'm sure that changes the game. Well, I watched my friend spend six dollars on it once <laughs> at, a, at a gas station. When I mean, like there were like, you know, th- there's a lot of different brands. Um, I imagine having the glass bottle does sort of change it up because it just feels a little bit nicer. Yeah. But um, I mean the. The that glass bottle cost mm. is just not justifiable. Nope. I think for me, uh, or like worth the risk. You drop that, you've made a mess. That's your that's your whole day. Yeah, yeah. That's your whole day. Yeah. And now you got to clean that. You got to make sure you clean that up. It's broken glass. But um, yeah, I actually am curious about what you, dear listener, think about <laughs> water brands. Um, <laughs> The things we talk about. Can you tell there is not a lot of news this <laughs> no, week? It's, no, none. <laughs> Let us know on, on Twitter at HitboxPod. You can DM us or tweet at us your favorite water brands or, or your preferences or whatnot. Um, or what is what are those called? Like Brita filters. Ooh, uh, I, I do have a Brita. Brita I do have a Brita, a Brita like tub in my in my fridge. What does that do? It just filters it. It puts a little Fil- filters what the water makes it makes it nice and cold. Doesn't come right out of the tap. So even if it does nothing, at least that psychological barrier of drinking out of the tap is gone. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Let us know on Twitter at Hitbox Pod or send us an email at Hitbox Official Podcast. It's Hitbox. What's in the fucking box? everyone welcome back to episode number 82 okay I, I said this like two weeks ago i said welcome 
to episode number like 80 or something like that. Because I realize I say welcome back to episode 82. You're not back for it. Like, well, they have, I guess we took a yeah, little they break. Yeah, the intro the break. Intro. Yeah, they're okay. dancing to the song, you know. Yeah, I imagine that, that you drop everything when you're listening to the podcast. No matter just, what like, you're doing. Shake that ass. That's why That's why I think one of the, the, the most messed up things would be um, in uh, Endgame when they reverse the snap and you just return to where you were beforehand. Like, yeah. what happens if you're in an airplane? That doesn't just appear or, back there. So that means anyone or, who got snapped in that airplane <laughs> just starts falling from the sky. Like, or you have to imagine like like someone was snapped into someone else. Oh, and they yeah. just like cut him in yeah. half. Yeah, I want to see that um, super cut of like that horror movie. I think that um, if I'm remembering correctly, someone asked the directors, and they were like, "Oh, Hulk just made it." So that everyone was fine. <laughs> I'm sure that's <laughs> what he was like thinking the, of. Yeah. Which is the answer you have to give because like whatever. Because <laughs> it's one of those things that's just like, oh, I don't think about it. Um, <laughs> just, just enjoy. They're all back. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. They're fine. He just he made it fine. Um, but I, I do. <laughs> I understand your point here. Um, my name is Peter Hunspitek. And with me is always my wonderful uh, Dasani drinking friend, Justin Makovich. We're going to be talking about games in one second here. Uh, we've got a lot on the plate. <laughs> it's just, it's just dripping with news. <laughs> dripping like a like a freshly uh, cracked bottle of Dasani water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about Elden Ring selling well. The fact that Returnal 2 probably isn't on the horizon. Oh. Um, Star Wars Eclipse and the interesting life it's going to have it seems <laughs> as well as we're going to talk about um the best starter pokemon ever and more but before we get to all of that uh justin i want to i want to hear what you've been playing i know that uh as you said last week march 4th is the day when it all changes for you it's march 6th yeah you've got more free time on your hands have you dipped into more games? So, well, let me just say, I thought uh, Saturday was March 4th for like a month. Mm, Turns out yeah, March no, 5th. Yeah, Yeah. So, okay, yeah. so March 5th began. Well, welcome to your first full day of freedom. Thank you. It's wonderful. It's, yeah. I woke up this morning at the bright hour of 7 o'clock, looked wow. around. I was like, remember when it was like 70 yesterday and I didn't yeah. feel it because I was indoors all day. And then I go mm -hmm, look outside mm -hmm. and it's like 30 and I'm like, poop. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a little chilly, a little brisk this morning. Yeah, both myself and the dog had to put their coats on when when we went to the bathroom this morning. Cute, yep. cute. Yep. Do you guys have matching coats? Uh, no, 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 not not yet. But that's a beautiful idea, and it's a really good idea. Specifically because his raincoat is like a duck outside, like a like a waterproof duck outfit. Oh, that's really cute. So if you see the two ducks walking at you, me and him, Justin, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna make custom jean jackets for you and archie oh my god <laughs> you'll love that i'll love that <laughs> anyway uh video games i want to know i want to know uh, did you did you dip in anything so i Have yeah I, I i popped open a game that i've been looking forward to playing for quite some time horizon forbidden west Ooh. Ooh. what do you think so i probably played it about four hours like not too like deep into it mm -hmm. um and hey, friends, it's a nice open world game that looks pretty, mm -hmm, has a fun mm -hmm. story, and so far, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, I think the the reason this game isn't like 
hey, this is the best game ever is because it's a polished version of Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Really, that's what it is. And I think they do a pretty good job of onboarding you if you didn't play recently. Because I haven't played recently. Um, I played it like, you know, a month or a year, not a year, a little bit after it came out. Um, And I haven't come back to it since. I didn't even play the expansion pack when it came out. I just played it once, got my platinum, and I was done with it. But they do this little cool, like, summary of what happened. And as I finished watching that summary, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember all this stuff. Like, all the Hades and the the Gaia. Is it Gaia, right? Yeah. Yeah, narrated by Lance Riddick. And you know what? I'm telling you. He, you know, Morgan Freeman will die one day. He will die one day. Oh, no. I'm just saying it's going to happen. And the voice of God, unless they digitized his voice like the Siri app, it's going to be gone. So we're going to need someone else. And uh, I'll, I'll take Lance Reddick. He, he's, he's a good, he's a good, good narrator. I like, I like the way he does. Like he really hits consonants. Yeah. So he'll be like, you have to hit the consonants. Yeah. And, and, he, and, and you don't yeah. know if he's a good guy or a bad guy in a, in a show. Like if he pops yeah. up, you're like, Ooh, this guy, he could either save me or more likely than not, he's going to fuck with me. He's had a lot of work lately too. Uh, uh, he was in the, uh, the witch queen destiny stuff. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, Horizon, yep. John Wick, mm-hmm. Quantum Break. Yep, I, I gotta say um, uh, his role in John Wick pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Do, he just hangs out with the dogs at the reception. Do they have the, that Continental show that ever come out? Uh, I don't know. Is he gonna be in it? Oh, I'd assume because you don't have the Continental without him. It's very true. Very true. So. Uh, I think they are ruining the John Wick series by giving more backstory to it, but. That's I mean, the first episode, the first take. movie is the best movie ever. I mean, essentially, it's like someone killed your dog and you're going to fuck everyone up. Yeah. I mean. And then the, the second movie is just more of that. And then the third movie, actually, my hot take is I don't think it's very good. They're good, they're good fight scenes. Like, it, oh, oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But the, like, the, the story, story that they were like, trying to push yeah, with is yeah, stupid. Yeah, too much. Too yep. much. Just yep. give me some fight scenes, cool ways for John Wick to do stuff. Uh, but that's not Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> no, it is not. No, it is not. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, I played through the opening story, um, and the opening of the game, uh, is not to ruin anything. It's like maybe an hour of just kind of a very linear path of you trying to find yeah. something out. It's in a world unrelated to the main, the main map that you're in. Um, and then, uh, you're kind of brought back to the original horizon map and then you're just dumped into the new one. And I don't think you can go back if I'm correct at that point. No, I mean, unless something happens drastically, but you're in a new map and they do a good job of introducing characters from before. And I got to say, I'm like watching this thing. God, are these like faces, some of the best damn animated faces I have ever seen. I think they they overdo it a little with their motions, with their hands and their bodies. A lot of the times, like they gesticulate too much. Um, Gesticulate means using hand gestures in an aggressive, not aggressive manner, but like in a, in a uh, exaggerated manner. Um, Mm. So uh, I think like how their faces look is just awesome. Like the little movement in their eyes, you don't get the dead eye look in these characters. It just feels like well animated characters. It's great. Yeah. It's really good looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think the the combat of the game is like great. I just like the using the bow and like targeting the things, dodging away from everything, changing your elements um, on your different weapons, making sure that you have the right weapons equipped with the right kind of arrows, and how you know scanning something lets you know that it's weak to this. So I got to pull this out, shoot a couple times with this, go back to this bow, hit it with this, line some trip casters up there. It's just such a good flow of combat that it, I find even yeah. fun encounters, like random encounters with a random deer robot is really fun just to like get into um Mm -hmm. the uh 
kind of like so far the activities that I've done in the open world have been like varied enough. There's some of them that you have to like you get like a hologram that you have to line up with a real place in the environment to get like a yeah, look in the yeah. past. Kind of fun. Um, then there's a couple other like houses that you have to like explore and like uh, get like do like puzzles and like get through them to like get a key to open a door that gets to something. Um, you know, and then you have your your basic like oh collect these ingredients to uh, get more upgrades or ex- ex- uh, expand your uh, satchels and stuff like that. Like all of this stuff, dear listener, is exactly the kind of shit I like in a video game. And I think mm-hmm. for the most part, the game controls really well, and it's fun, and it's beautiful, and it's high polished. I would say the thing that kind of is a little off for me is the traversal of the game, and it's not because yeah. you can't climb anything. Um, what they've done in this game to make it a little bit more freeform, so to speak, is that when you use your visor to scan the environment, you'll see uh, like red dots on things you can't climb, and then they'll kind of have like yellow dots, yellow things that yeah. pop up on things you can climb. And it's not as simple as just having like a yellow handhold. Like there's like some mountain faces that you can just climb up to the top. Um, it's still pretty linear because there's not like multiple ways you can get fr- to the top of it, but it still feels open enough that I kind of like it. But the button controls when you're climbing are batshit insane. Bad. They are horrible. Bad. It's like yes. you got to like some of them you have to like 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 cancel your jump, then press the jump button, then launch off a jump at the right time. It's like the weirdest like it just doesn't flow with my brain right. And again, I'm not that early into it. I, I would assume it, it I will get used to it a little bit more, but it just seems bad. It doesn't make sense for what the other button prompts are. So I, I'm not right. a fan of that. Um, when I told you, too, that. Like I changed my button layout yeah, and it yeah. just completely fucked it all right, too. Right, because like, like it's it's like the the climbing buttons are different than the actual like combat exploration buttons, like what you have to do right. to do certain things. So yeah, I think that that thing has been the most frustrating and that's the least polished part of the game. But in terms of just like the combat controls, I think they do such a good job of mapping the buttons so you are able to still like easily dodge while you're charging your bow up um, and mm-hmm. like lining up those shots and switching weapons and making more arrows in the middle of combat without going into your menus and stuff. So I'm, I'm you know, enjoying the game. Again, I think my biggest critique of it so far is it's just more polished version of that first game it's nothing new and exciting like i wonder i worry that this is going to be the god of war uh sequel issue that the game is going to be great more it's going to be more of that great so it's not going to have that like sparkly new feeling to it um that's going to really like make god of war 2 be the excellent game that the first one was um but i'm still enjoying my time it's the kind of world i want to get lost in um uh, horizon not god god of war I don't want to get lost in that God of War world. That'd be scary. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of violent and horrible. Yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> I gotta play that. And I, I'm not too early in the game yet, but I gotta say, like, I, wait, you're not too early? What do you mean? Oh, I'm not too far in the game yet. I'm still early. Sorry, oh, okay, gotcha. I'm still early in the game. I, I feel like I get this like feeling. I like Aloy a lot. I think she's like she's she's. I I like reflect myself. I see myself in her. You know, yeah, okay. like, hey, you just defeated everyone. What are you going to do? Uh, just leave and not come back for like six months. <laughs> and like, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just like feel like when she's interacting with people, like she's constantly like, this is stupid. I just need this. And she does like a good job of like, I don't know. I just feel like when she's dealing with problems, they're going to get solved. And I appreciate that. that. That is very true. She is like of all of the characters, I think, in like first party Sony games. If you need something done, she'll probably oh, yeah, get it done. Yeah, yeah. And like I'm her a, and Ellie, like uh, uh, my friends and I uh, last weekend were having a conversation about 
who we thought would be would survive the longest in a zombie apocalypse. Okay. So I started saying how, you know, my strategy is to find the strongest group and then like go with them. Yeah. So that's my survival strategy. Like, I think I'm a pretty smart person, but you got to find the right, you know, the right group and like, you know, make yourself loyal to the right group. So they're like, does yes. that mean you're abandoning us? And I was like, yeah, almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> got him. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So if I were in this, this Forbidden West and I saw Aloy, I'd be like, yo, I'm sticking with you no matter what. Just tell me what to do. I'll be there. I'll do it. Yeah. Like you seem irritated with me, but that's like, fine. You, you are going to be like capable of, of, of taking care of whatever is thrown our way yeah 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 yeah. so yeah uh i i tried to dip back into it i can't i'm gonna have like i'm gonna get back to it eventually i am like having a hard time going back to it is there a specific reason it's because of elden i know (laughs) (laughs) um justin so last week you asked like so tell me why this would get a 10 from you. And I was like, oh, it wouldn't. And the more I play it, I'm like, hey, maybe. <laughs> I've, I've heard that from multiple people. Yeah, it's really good. I can't stop playing it. I can't stop. Um, wow, we is Elden Ring a good game. I, I don't even know what to say about it that I didn't say about it last week. Like, it just continues really really being a satisfying version of the dark souls model mm-hmm. um i have enjoyed a lot of the more traditional dark soulsy areas uh like sometimes you'll like roll up to a castle and like okay now it's time to do the dark souls the traditional dark souls stuff of you know going like looking for secret hallways and, and going down like multiple routes and stuff like that um and and you know kicking down ladders to make having easier and whatever but that combined with just like riding around on your little like horse guy in the open world. It's like, it's just very, very, very polished and very, very excellent. And I think I said this about horizon and it is true about that game, but it's also true about Elden ring. Every single area feels very sculpted and nothing feels auto generated or just sort of like, given one pass and then the the team moved on every single thing feels deliberate in that game i don't know if that's true or not i mean it, it might be that they did use a bunch of like you know auto um like ai to make a lot of those environments and stuff which i know is, is a common practice for for these bigger games and there's nothing wrong with that necessarily but um the feeling of like wow this feels like a vision this feels like very sculpted um and deliberate is just is really really cool with elden ring yeah, I mean, I, I I still think that this is a game I, I'm going to get, like, kind of, like, lost in. It'll be a nice game to, like, just have and, like, be able to play mm-hmm. and explore. And, like, you know, I think when, when I go into a game like Horizon, for the most part, like, the, the when I play that game, it's like I got to pay attention to the story. There's still, like, those yeah. moments when you can just, like, go in the open world, like, the platinum, like, route of things when you're just clearing out the map for stuff. Like, that's, like, a podcasting time. I don't have to necessarily pay that much attention to it. But when you go into a world like Elden Ring... Like, that world is just about clearing the map and getting further and, like, going through it. And, like, you know, there's times when you can stop, but that just seems like a game that is such a good, like, you know, I got a couple minutes here to just mess around, and then suddenly it's three hours later. Yes. I mean, that's what happens to me every single time. I sit down with it, and I'm like, I got an hour. And then it's like, oh, it was four hours. It's like that one more thing to do. Like, oh, I just got to get over here, and then once I'm there, I'll be done. And then either it took you forever to get to that point, or... (laughs) 
you get distracted and you get there and you're like, oh shit, I want to see this thing or do that thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's cool too because like, unlike the older Souls games, when I get when I would get stuck in those games, it's like, okay, well that's just it then, huh? <laughs> Whereas this one, it's like you get stuck in a little area and then you go, oh, actually, I can go back to this place because I didn't end up seeing the rest of all all of this area. Yeah. Um, and then you get stuck there and you go, oh, actually, let me head back to that place I was stuck initially. And then you just sweep through whatever boss it was because you've leveled up eight times or whatever. Uh, also, I will say I completely missed the critical path. Um, <laughs> I completely missed the critical path at the beginning of the game uh, to the point where I went off and did my own little thing, uh, cleared out a bunch of, of castles and stuff in like the southern quarter of the map. Uh, whereas you're supposed to go like northwest oh. and I just completely missed that, uh, which is cool because then I went back there and just like rolled right through it and like took care of a bunch of bosses and stuff that I saw a lot of people were having a harder time with early on. But well, um, this is because you're you're not a baby gamer like everyone else. Yeah, because all I did was go play eight hours in the complete wrong area and level up. But, you know, <laughs> people didn't have to know that side of things. They could just know nah, that you're good nah, at the nah, games. Nah, nah. They get it. They get it. Yeah, they get they get it. They're They're on board. But uh, good game, Elden Ring. I'll play. I I imagine eventually you will play it. Uh, it's it's also the kind of thing where I'm waiting to hit that wall, where I I do hit that part where it's like, okay, well this actually is insurmountable on all angles. So I'll be curious if I like finish it. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope to, but you know we'll see. We'll see. Play anything else? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this like game that's coming up that some people are excited for. I wasn't really because I thought it looked bad. Uh, it's called Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Have you heard of this game? Uh, I've heard of it. It's only one of my most anticipated games of the year. Ah, yes, 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 yes. So I thought the game looked bad when it first. Well, no, no. When it first was announced, I was like, yo, this looks interesting. Like, is this going to be yeah. like an open world Kirby? Like, what the hell is that going to look like? Are they going to drop you into this world and not tell you, like, where the hard areas are? Uh, are you going to get this ghost horse that you can, like, go around and, like, you know, just randomly, like, ride as Kirby to the, all these, like, locations and, like, get swords and power-ups? And, you know, you might get into a boss that's too hard that kills you, that you lose all of your, your tummy souls. Um, exactly. Like, I thought tummy it was going to be the dark, yeah. the dark souls of Kirby. <laughs> then I saw the other trailer, and I was like, oh, this just looks like a Kirby game. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah uh, so the demo was released which uh introduces three playable levels i think the first three probably and let me tell you the game is just a kirby game it okay to me it, yeah in a good way or a bad way it, in not a good way like because oh, kirby because no. to me kirby is like the um the oft ignored sibling of like the Mario world, right? Like yeah. it's like, Oh, Mario is like for kind of the hardcore. It's kind of hard. Kirby though. It's for the baby gamers. And I feel like this is a little bit about like towards the more simplistic, straightforward version of like what a Mario game is. Yeah. Um, not that you're a baby gamer. If you like to play uh, Kirby, it's that those games are kind of designed with, Younger audiences, younger audiences of mine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like when you go to start one of the levels, they have two options. They have like the wild mode um, and then the, I don't know, baby mode. <laughs> they don't call okay. it that. But the the wild mode is like the harder one. The bosses hit harder. I still haven't gotten like, I haven't died yet in the game. Okay. Um, I'm, and I played the hard one, not the baby one. The hard one, I say with quotes. 
Um, but like the game is just a, actually a pretty linear like mini level thing. It's like a very hmm. simple version of Mario 3D World. Okay. So that's not a bad thing. No, that's a gr- that's a great game. But it's like a worse version of that or like a more simplistic version. I know I've only played three levels of it before the demo's done. Um, and there's more to it. I heard, um, I was listening to uh, someone on IGN. I forget who, I'm sorry, but it was on IGN that was that played the uh, demo, but they've also been playing the full version. And they said that the demo is not necessarily an accurate representation of the full game because those levels are kind of hidden between a hub world. So instead of mm. like just having a level select screen, which is what this looked like, there's a hub world that you can like upgrade things and talk to different people and do things like that. Um, and then you find like the door or the area that re- goes you to the next level or something like that. So maybe that might add a little bit more depth to it. But right now, it's just kind of like you you start in the beginning of the map. You go through a, a te- a like trying to do some collectibles. Like each map has like some hidden uh, people you have to find and free, um, or like some flowers you have to bloom by running over them, or just collecting coins and stuff. And then you do those things. You get to the end. There's probably like a, a wave of, of enemies to fight, and then you go into the next world. So it's like really nothing groundbreaking or nothing that would be interesting. And I think. When I first saw that Forgotten Land trailer, I thought it was going to be like this kind of revolutionary version of Kirby when it's just Kirby. Um, And I don't know if that'll be a bad thing. It's just not going to be my thing. Um, And unless these reviews come out and they're like, yo, this game is like a 10 out of 10 must play. I would almost rather just go back and play something like uh, Mario uh, uh, 3D World Bowser's Fury personally. Yeah. So sure. That makes sense. Uh, I say maybe try it and if you like it like it and if you don't um, you can just wait for it yeah no that that makes sense I am I'm probably not going to play the demo just because I feel like demos I feel like playing a demo is good for people who are are like on the fence about something but if it's a game that I know I'm going to buy and play I don't want to play a demo just to like experience a lot of stuff out of context yeah you know what i mean um so i'm probably gonna sit on that because i mean it's only another like two three weeks here until that actually comes out but uh, i'm glad to hear that well (laughs) i i understand that you did not love it but i also don't think i mean and correct me if i'm wrong i don't know if this game was going to be like your favorite game of this year? No, absolutely not. I don't think it, it would yeah. have been. But I think the thing that is a little odd about it is that the game doesn't seem... I know it's a demo. I know it's whatever. It doesn't seem to, like, run well. Like, I can tell that there's frame issues no, no. with it. Um, I mean, the levels are, like, linear enough where it's not, like, these huge vistas that you, like, look across the map. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, there's a lot of pop-in. It just looks like the game might be, run, like, too <laughs> demanding for the Switch. Damn. And I do feel like that is just going to be something that pops up more and more um yeah. with with switch forever games. Yeah, yeah forever um just because the switch is not the most powerful piece of hardware out there um and even no. a new iteration like a pro version i don't know if that's going to fix it because i don't think developers are just going to stop developing for the older version they're going to develop for both of them to the yeah. best of their ability so i think that part's yeah. a little bit disappointing but um again it's a it's as you said just a demo and I think when I heard IGN talk about how there's more in the actual game, I think that was at least a little bit positive for me. But Sure, that makes sense. Well, we'll be talking about Kirby and the Forgotten Land 
uh, in the coming weeks here as it as it uh, launches. Before we get to news, Justin, Metacritic Roundup stops for no game. No one, not a single uh, game. Metacritic, as you know, dear listeners, the end all be all uh, metric to understand if a video game is of quality or not um based on a numerical score which you know what, what here's what i love about numerical scores uh the lack of nuance <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that a number um inherently has meaning <laughs> so we got we got two games to talk about this week here we have uh, pro, uh not project triangle strategy drop the project no the facebook anymore just triangle strategy 83 score on metacritic that taint bad uh, taint bad at all uh yeah i mean basically a lot of critics are saying these tactics of this are um really great as we have seen in the demos that they that they released and stuff like that um and while it doesn't like oh here uh, nintendo world report writes triangle strategy triangle strategy doesn't reinvent the strategy rpg genre but it polishes it polishes it to an hd 2d shine i mean that seemed like what it was going to be from the get right um it has been a little criticized that it's a little wordy that uh, the it leans heavily into more like visual novel stuff in terms of how much story and lore is there but at the end of the day um you know that that is sometimes what you get with these sort of tactics like jrpg games yeah and i think i think part of it um it's weird because I don't know how the release cycle was of this game, but uh, the some major outlets still haven't finished playing this game. IGN, yeah. the reviewer for IGN, asked for an extension. I think GameSpot, or is it GamesRadar, also uh, did a review in progress of it because they haven't finished it yet. Um, and, like, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, uh, GameSpot. GameSpot did. And I don't know. That That's a little weird to me. Game Informer, too. Game Informer. So that's weird to me about maybe it's when they released it. So maybe more of these are going to be coming uh, out uh, later. But, I mean, even GameSpot gave it a 7 with their review in progress. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, this this can kind of go back. I don't know how much we've gotten into it. But there's something about how when people are reviewing games that is inherently unnatural to how you play video games that can often, like, change how people view it and review it. Like, perhaps the fact that this game seems so wordy to a lot of these people is because they had a short amount of time to play it. Um, and they have to, like, rush through it rather than just taking their time with it. Because um, mm-hmm. I think that's... That, that I mean, you know from experience, that's a way to ruin a game is to the, rush the hell through <laughs> it and try to, like, beat it and do it and, like, get through it before you kind of naturally do it. Um, because games aren't meant to be played in, like, three days completely, doing nothing but that. And, and I think, like, you look at... Okay, all of these big sites said we're doing a review in progress. Um, it seems likely then that they did not get codes until, I don't know, maybe a week before. Right. If that, uh, which, you know, a game like this is you can't play in a week. Nope. Uh, and even if you can, you're not going to be able to, like, develop really. Um, you're not going to be able to think about it that much and let it sit. Because when a game comes out, you can either be like, oh, it's good or oh, it's bad. Um, just sort of like, you know, off the cuff. But you, you don't get time to say, like, oh, it's bad because of this. Yeah, because yeah. Because this doesn't really work with this. Um, 
because you just don't have that time to think. So I think it's good that you know they are doing review in progress. Oh yeah, but... and they're and they're making it clear that it's review in progress. However, yeah. I think for a lot of these games, they kind of rely on having like good buzz about their game in order to be successful. Like if a game that everyone is like talking about, like Elden Ring, I don't think that game necessarily needed good reviews in order for people to be excited about it and buy it. No. However. Those good reviews probably sold plenty of units because people heard about it. People got excited about it. People are like, oh, maybe this is the Souls game for me. And when, when yeah. you, you can't ignore a 96 rating, like, that's amazing. Like, uh, like that's, that's groundbreaking. Whereas if the game got, I don't know, a 70, people probably wouldn't have been as interested in it. And I probably would have, like, sold less units because of that. So, like, I think games do, rev- like, rely on on the review cycle. But I think the review cycle is inherently flawed. And I think... Whether Project Triangle or sorry, whether Triangle Strategy is a good or bad game, I think there's something a little bit fishy about the fact that it's still not finished um, by a lot of these sites, and then a lot of these other people are still giving it reviews. Like, are those accurate reviews? Are those reviews that are looking at the game in its entirety and its totality? Um, I don't know. I, I I am still mildly interested in this game. Um, there's too many other things out now that I need to play for me to yeah. play it, um, but. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I um, this is I'm probably not going to touch this maybe ever. Wow. Uh, just because. Well. Uh, wow. I get it. Anything I love, just hate. Get it. I get it. Justin, that's that's you know that's right. <laughs> you know that's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I yeah, it seems this seems like if you are a fan of tactics games or or these um, high fantasy JRPGs, uh, like of uh, your Final Fantasies of old. Yeah. Uh, then, then perhaps give this. Give well, this and besides, a shot. Peter, you're going to be playing uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses anyway, so you're not going to have time for another tactics game. I know we're like joking. I, I want to. It's, it's <laughs> dude. It's so good. I want. To, I I want, I would like to. Um, and I, I will judge you I about tackle. which house you pick. That's fine. Yeah. I'm a Hufflepuff, so. Uh, or is that not? I don't know. Like, yeah, close, close. I'm just trying to think of what the Hufflepuff equivalent is and i don't know if there is one they just took like it's like that except they just took away the the nice ones you know okay sure sure uh well the other game here on the metacritic roundup is gran turismo 7 a game about driving cars that look really nice it's beautiful Um, beautiful game beautiful game i mean it looks it looks good it's like the cars look really good (laughs) Uh, it's got an 88 on metacritic with damn reviewers Saying cars look good, cars drive good. Uh, <laughs> review cars good, drive good. <laughs> that if I had to review this, that would be I'd be like, yeah, they look. I mean, like they they sh- they're shiny. Um, and while there are some technical hiccups, which just sort of seems to be the case for I mean <laughs> every game now, um, it is a triumph for these car games. It must be great for. It must be great for car game, like racing game people right now with your grand, sorry, with Gran Turismo 7 and with uh, Forza Horizon 5, you know, both of those reviewing so well. Um, They're eating well, eating well at the moment. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think it's good to have a Gran Turismo side, which is much more of the straight up car sim, and then having the Forza Horizon 5 side, which is much more of the arcadey. Sim yes of of car racing and stuff because you got you know no matter what side of that you're on you have something that's going to be great for you um and i think you know go go gran turismo i'm glad you you, you scored well 
Um, uh, I just, uh, you know, I have Forza Horizon 5 for free, and I don't want to pick it up. So I don't think... You try to tell me you don't want to spend $70 mm-hmm. to play Gran Turismo 7? That's a compelling argument. Just purchased it. <laughs> I'm glad glad to help. I think I can never return... I mean, not that I have like a lot of desire to, but I think I can never return to um, Forza because that's what I like was playing as I was like getting sicker and sicker and sicker with COVID. So, so like... It feels bad <laughs> to like even think about. Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to pick this up, but I, I also don't think that that's a surprise. <laughs> Congratulations on your cool car game, PlayStation. Um, I hope people enjoy it. Uh, by the way, speaking of Forza 5, did you hear about the sign language uh, uh, mode that they put into Forza Horizon 5? Yeah, I thought, didn't we talk about it back in the day? I thought they just released it, or I could be wrong. Mm, I don't know. I, there there was once I, it, when it released there were either the, I think there was the option to have someone speak in sign or sign to you uh but there also that also might have just been announced when it came out or something like that uh I yeah I uh I'm on the Microsoft website here an article yeah. by Athema Chanishai sorry um and uh they're talking about how they introduce sign language support through in-game scenes. So it looks like oh, they cool. literally have like when when the text of the game is when the game is like playing and you're racing and there's stuff. Uh, uh, ESL uh, uh, bo- a person will pop up in the bottom and do ESL uh, for any of the stuff that's in there, including like menu stuff too. Which I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Like I'm just glad like through whatever reason like or wh- however the resources like there are putting so many awesome accessibility features in Forza uh, Horizon 5 even making that more of an approachable game for anyone um which yeah. is which is fantastic. I think. Yeah. No, I I completely completely agree. Um I think those are steps that more games should be taking. Uh, but it, it, it is nice to see that, like, at least the big publishers of, you know, your Microsoft and or like you know, Xbox Game Studios and PlayStation Game Studios and all that um, seem to be really interested in bringing those accessibility options to the table and including them in all of their yeah, first-party games. Yeah, and because games. I want to be clear that, that, like, this stuff is, like, really necessary, but it's not cheap and easy to do. Like, it takes no. it takes time and it takes money and it takes effort to, to do this. So if you have the people with the resources to do this leading the way, it only makes video games more accessible for everyone as it's going to be a trickle-down effect in the industry. Well, and you say leading the way, like, it, it's so important, too, like, to have the people in the studio who are directing it make sure that accessibility is core to the experience of like making the game because you can't slap it on at the end. Like you have to like accessible design is so important, like throughout the whole process. So, uh, hats off to them. Happy to hear it. Let's, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> in, let's talk about Elden Ring, which is, uh, not accessible, uh, not particularly accessible. That is, um, but we're not going to be talking about that because that is a whole other can of worms here, but let's talk about its sales. This is an article from GamesIndustry.biz by Christopher Dring. Elden Ring is the biggest non-FIFA or Call of Duty launch since Red Dead Redemption 2 in the UK digital sales charts. Damn. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so in the article, it, it does say, 
its sales are 2.5 times that of last week's big new release, PlayStation's Horizon Forbidden West. In fact, it's the biggest game launch outside of the Call of Duty and FIFA franchises since Red Dead Redemption 2 in October 2018. That is a big deal. That is a, like, a huge deal because of, like... I mean, Call of Duty is is always, always bestseller, you know, month after month after month. FIFA, especially in Europe, FIFA is so huge, right? So the fact that Elden Ring, a game from a series that used to be considered, like, niche, out, I mean, first of all, outsold Horizon Forbidden West, yeah, but then also yeah. outsold FIFA 22, Grand Theft Auto Five, Like, that's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, absolutely. And for it to be a game like this, a traditionally difficult, specific, like not like a very mainstream kind of like easily to easy to play game. A game that is for hardcore gamers. Yes, yes. This is not a, like this is not the kind of game that comes with like a oh yeah you got to play Elden Ring. Yeah, right. I mean a lot of it, that's how a lot of people talk about it. But like I would never recommend like Elden Ring to someone who's like not really into games. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Not, it's yeah, not, no, it's, it, not yeah. it's like a recommend with an asterisk. It's like, you yes, should play this, it's a conversation. but only if, you know, like that kind of thing. Yes, 100%. Um, so yeah, Elden Ring, selling very well. Not particularly surprising, I guess. It is surprising how well it's selling, um, but it's not surprising to me, at least, that it is selling well in general. Oh yeah, I mean, with, with the amount of people playing about it and talking about it, it is everywhere, um, and... Uh, I think, you know, a game like this, I think, is going to be around in the conversation for quite some time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am I will be curious to see, too, how this, like, impacts things moving forward uh, in the same way that we, we talked about, like, last week or two weeks ago about how there are all these, like, influential games that, like, you see how the industry sort of, like, shifts after they were they came out. So, you know, Breath of the Wild and Doom and, and like, Halo, all sorts of, like, industry defining titles i'll be curious to see what i mean dark souls as well in 2010 or i guess demon souls back back in the day um like it will be curious to see what the impact this game has on the industry is so that, that so a question i have for you with this mm-hmm. game being such a like a a, a good a, a good selling and a well-reviewed game what about this game is revolutionary that's the thing um, it, it's hard to say because I don't know what is different about the Dark Souls formula part of it that is like got its hooks in me because traditionally I like the games until they get too hard. Yeah, uh, I think it's so just it's the fact that it's the like, first thirty minutes for me. Yeah, typically once you get out of that tutorial, things really ramp up. Yeah, real quick. Um, <laughs> but I, I think you have like this. You have this game that is challenging but it also gives you the freedom to say you know what this part's too hard for me i'm gonna go somewhere else and then you come back and you overcome that challenge by saying like okay well i took care of that area and now i came back um the way it approaches its open world is really refreshing uh especially when played immediately so close to horizon forbidden west horizon forbidden west is a game about going to areas and having people talk at you and then doing linear missions and then getting spat out into an open world that's full of markers and, and um, like icons and, and little quests. And there's nothing wrong with that sort of game. 
I like that sort of game. I like Ghost of Tsushima. I liked Assassin's Creed to Valhalla. Uh, I mean, I'm enjoying Horizon for, uh, Forbidden West. Okay. But Elden Ring does not do that. You don't have a mini-map. You, I mean, I guess uh, Horizon doesn't either. But uh, a lot of these games will give you a mini-map. They'll give you, like, clear instructions on where to go. They'll keep a quest log for you, stuff like that. Um, this does not at all. It gives you vague indications of where you should head. Um, but even then, it's it's not even vague indications of where you should be going next. It's just indications of, like, hey, there's something over there that you should take a look at. And sometimes you get to that place and you go like, I don't know what to do here or like, oh, I can't do anything here yet. But you understand like, oh, well, I'll have to come back here to do something. Um, so as a result, it just feels very like hands off in a way that's like, I don't know, man, you go, you figure it out in a way that isn't like doesn't feel lazy in the way that I, I find I don't like games like Fallout where they're like, you can do whatever you want. Cause it's like, yeah, but like I'm playing you game <laughs> to tell me. Um, so, so that is where I think the true revolution will come potentially uh, in terms of how it handles open world quests and how it handles open world areas. Um, whereas again, compared to a very traditional open world game like horizon, that game is like, even though it is an open world game, it is shunting you down the hall to, to get to the next thing and, and being very explicitly clear about what comes next um, to the point where you don't ever have to like think about it. You know, you just go to the quest marker and there's nothing again, nothing wrong with that. But with Elden Ring, you have to really engage with like, OK, they talked about this area, so I'm going to go to that area and see what's up. And then you get there and you go, oh, OK, were they talking about this? And then you go there and and. You, you kind of have to think about it yourself. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, two questions for you. Are you keeping like a yeah. side journal? No, I saw a lot of people are doing that. Um, no, it, it has been straightforward enough for me to not have to do that, first of all. And second of all, um, I've been I play it frequently enough to the point where like, OK, if I'm going to follow a quest line, I'm just going to take care of that one quest line. Yeah. Uh, and the second thing is you were talking about how um, you found the critical path earlier. How, how do you know you found the critical path? So, um, basically when you rest at the sites of grace, which are the game's bonfires, they, some of them will give you an arrow indicating a direction to head, um, just to, to see new stuff. Okay. And so I ended up missing one of the sites of grace that was going to lead me to the, oh, like the other direction area. <laughs> yeah. So I just went off in the complete wrong direction. Yeah. And then when you find other sites of grace, like they don't change, they're, they're, they're static. The, them pointing directions doesn't change depending on like things you've completed. So when you find another site of grace, some t it'll have an arrow pointing a direction. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go that way. And then, so I took care of like a whole ass area. <laughs> and then, uh, I, realized like oh i didn't go to that one place and then i went back there and was like oh i see these uh, are like the yeah this is the first part of the game that's awesome i mean i think that's cool because that's like directed but also open enough that you can find a site of grace or find an area that you shouldn't and it'll still put you in a direction <laughs> that's the thing it pointed me in a, in a direction and uh it wasn't like it maybe wasn't the place it wanted me to go first but what's cool about the game is that it doesn't really care where you go first it says you can figure it out. If you don't want to go that way, you don't have to go that way. Well, damn. Uh, which is something I, I, I like. Got to start downloading this game now, I guess. Uh, I mean, I know that you, you're, a it. 
You, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we got freaking oh uh, gosh, so much is coming out. Oh, March. Final Fantasy, Final Strangers Fantasy, Stranger Paradise. Paradise. Hell yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo, Kirby. Um, there's something else coming out on that day too. Is Ghostwire uh, Tokyo going to be any good? Uh, there were like previews for it that people seem to to be impressed by it, okay. and it's. I'm a fan of the studio who's making it. I'm forgetting their name, but they made Evil Within and Evil Within Two. Ah. It's directed by Shinji Mikami, yeah. who made, who directed Resident Evil Four. Yeah. So like, uh, I'm into it. Uh, I, I'm excited for it at least. But Halo Infinite Season Two finally announced. Uh, it's called Lone Wolves, and it's coming May third, twenty twenty two. It's going to include some new maps. I think just two new maps. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Um. Yep, two new maps, and it's gonna have King of the Hill. Uh, the the game mode will be returning, and yeah, what do you what do you think about this? Are you, is this gonna get you into Halo? So I first heard Lone Wolves, and I was like, ooh, I think that really supports my play style. Uh, maybe I don't have to play with anyone or play against other one. Turns out it's just like a name of something, right? That's like that's a, like the theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Like the first season was was Hero, uh, Heroes of Re- of Reach, which was yeah. All the characters. So Lone Wolves is not about just like you know being your your own like the single player dude. Uh no, but I mean like I've pretty much exclusively played Halo alone. Yeah, but did anyone teabag you? That's the thing I'm always worried about. My pride yeah, is just it, too shoddy to like handle that. Yeah, no, they did, they did, but like if you're if you're decent enough, you can go get them back. You know what I mean? That's a big if. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's actually fair. Um. Um, I think yeah I don't yeah yeah, I mean just more more multiplayer new season uh, another reason for people like you to come back in I guess is a good thing Uh, it seems far away though I mean May from right now to May is only two months you say that I just think of all the the, things that I gotta complete exactly what you're saying like in two months what am I gonna be am I gonna be alive like you know like are you okay are you announcing something no I'm good I'm good okay Okay, I'm just saying like two months to, to may 3rd fuck so much is gonna be <laughs> i got so much to do between right now and then um and also i will i will play this new season i don't know if i'm gonna play it as much as i did with that first season just because like i don't know what is there two new maps is are that's cool but if they're not like adding a whole lot more than that i don't know if i'm really gonna be driven to go back to it because i played like 100 hours yeah in that game. yeah um i i played that game fucking hard uh and i liked it a lot the, the the multiplayer i mean um but like at the end of the day i don't know if two new maps are really gonna get me in for another 100 hours yeah, to, yeah. to get that um battle pass um, going uh, so ign had an article about this uh from adam bankhurst uh uh titled uh, halo infinite season two is called lone wolves and it has release date maps and modes and at the bottom they have an update about the co-op forge in season three um and yeah, one it's not of, happening until then right yeah one of the things they said is that 343 has said that the non-linear wide open sections of the campaign present some big challenges for split screen that have taken us more time to solve which is interesting like for the is that's for campaign co-op right like this yeah i mean hasn't like destiny been doing this forever (laughs) i mean you look at all these games where like co-op open world stuff works Uh, 
I think, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't I'm, know. I'm not a game design person. I understand that game design is a very complicated, hard thing to do. But I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier. Like, you got to design the game around core principles like accessibility yeah. and co-op, which is a big thing for Halo. And and I think initially I was a little, uh, uh, like, w- big deal if you don't have the co-op with it. But it seems like now it's more of just they don't need more time. They need to, like, redesign and rethink a lot of, like, how they're doing everything in order to get it to work, which is just, like, that means you weren't even thinking about co-op. That's That's, like, the whole thing, right? I played that game and I was like wondering how would this be balanced in co-op because you are I mean Master Chief is so ridiculously overpowered right with that grappling hook and everything and it's in not not in a unfun way like in a great way but how do you put a second person in here and make this feel good at all yeah. you know and, and make it feel like both people are contributing you know the answer is you don't um, apparently <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean you're you're exactly right about thinking about you have to design for this and it just feels like they didn't design for it which is a bit you know a big problem because they said it was going to come with season two it's not coming with season two at this point it's kind of like okay well what like does it even matter are people like people have been upset about this and are going to continue to be upset about this you might as well just pull the plug and say unfortunately it's not coming yep yep and just take the loss because uh, is this better? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, Justin Housemark, the studio who made Returnal, the studio that was recent, one of the recent purchases um, by uh, Sony, is not working on. It is working on a new IP that is not Returnal. Oh, so they're working on their next thing, uh, and it is not Returnal Two. I'm personally fine with that. Returnal is a great game that I would love to play more of. I would love to if they did DLC or something like that. But at the end of the day, I thought Returnal was a great game. And if it doesn't get a sequel, that's okay. Because I, I'm interested in what they're working on next. And if it's going to be a, a roguelite or whatever. What do you think about that? I I mean, yeah, I think that's that's a good thing. Because I, f- I feel like sometimes, unless you have a reason to come up with a sequel... Um, you're just going to be repeating a lot of the game mechanics of the first one, repeating a lot of the same stuff as the first one. And yeah, they could do that. But I think one of Housemarque's like, real talents is how from game to game, their games are so unique and so different yeah. and so polished and so good for so many different reasons that at the core, I think a lot of their games are these action-y, arcade-like shooter games at the very like mm-hmm. core of it. But like the the facelift that they do for each of these games, I think is so cool and different, and it keeps probably keeps the the housemark employees energized to do new things. Um, I think it can be disappointing if you're a fan of a game and they're not working on a sequel to it, and you want more of that game. I get that, but I also think if you're a fan of the game Returnal, I'd hope you're a fan of housemark games in general, and you're looking forward to more of that. And I think yeah. the thing that is really exciting. Um, are the jumps in, and I know this seems like like not the focus of Returnal, but the jumps of how they have incorporated storytelling with their gameplay style of this action-y shooter kind of stuff together in a way that was really unique and really interesting. And if they can keep working on telling stories around around that kind of you know gameplay mechanics that they've had in the past, I think that I'm excited to see what they're going to do next after this game that has got tons of critical praise. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and to your point, too, like, as a fan of Returnal myself, what do I want out of a sequel? 
I guess just more, but like I can just go play Returnal. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know, right, right. Uh, it, it is, you know, got a lot of replay value to it. So I'm okay with with Returnal two not happening because I loved a lot of the things that Housemark did with that game. So I will be, I'm waiting, waiting to see what they what they do next. And you know, it's probably still a little ways away, but I don't necessarily mind because. That game is so good. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're right. DLC, that I mean, that doesn't mean they're stopping support for the game. Perhaps there will be another biome that comes out um, that could be pretty interesting uh, to kind of follow and play. Um, hey, there's plenty of opportunities. Yeah, I, I agree. Justin, Star Wars, what the fuck was this called? Star Eclipse. Wars Eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the game by Quantic Dream Studio responsible for uh, Detroit Become Human, Beyond, Two Souls, Heavy Rain, uh, what's that other one? Indigo Prophecy slash Fahrenheit, uh, depending on where you live. Um, they're working on that Star Wars game, and it's it's going to take a while. We we had reports like a few like two, a month ago or so saying, "Hey, this game probably isn't coming out until like 2025." Uh it is looking worse than that. <laughs> uh basically, the studio has had not had a lot of retention in terms of employees. Hmm. Uh and according to a lot of listings, there are 67 jobs available at the studio right now. Um like like big things so like uh facial blend shape artists uh environmental artists managers for certain departments game designers like to like level designers to the point where it's like yo okay straight up okay they're, they're looking for a lead system designer they're looking for a, a senior level designer it, it is it is like yo this game isn't even being worked on essentially um and because of that it's looking like this game is going to come out 2027 2028 which like sound like fake years but um that makes sense to me given the studio's mismanagement and and how director david cage is not a great guy <laughs> i mean he is he's come across as extremely uh homophobic and misogynist i mean come across i mean he has said a bunch of homophobic misogynist things um about the people who play his games and, and the people who've been in their games um he clearly doesn't really understand like video game direction meeting like acting direction tom clancy brown had an interview where he was like yeah this guy doesn't uh he, tom clancy brown was in detroit um basically saying like yeah i was trying to tell him like here's what we need to do as actors if you want this to be successful as an acting thing, as a performance thing. And he was like, yeah, I don't think we're going to really do that. And he's like, all right, fine. If that's what you want your game to be, but you're not going to be able to achieve this vision that you want of like a, you know, interactive movie. If, if you can't do this stuff. So it makes sense to me. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is a good sign. Um, not necessarily good for, sign. for the game, the star Wars, Eclipse, oh, but the fact that people don't want to work for a company that has bad things coming out about it. Um, yeah, I read an article on Videos Game Chronicles called uh, Activision Blizzard says it's facing difficulties attracting and retaining talent. Mm -hmm. uh, this article was by Tom Ivan. Um, and in a recent report, they, they said and quoted, we are experiencing increased difficulty in attracting and retaining skilled personnel. 
For example, we observe a significantly higher turnover rate of our human resources function in 2021. Additionally, mm. recent litigation involving the company relating to workplace and employee concerns and related media attention can be expected to have an adverse effect on our ability to attract and retain employees, as has resulted in work stoppages. Um, I Again, I think this stuff is great to hear this kind of stuff happening because um, I think one of the, the things in the video game industry and really any industry is if it, there's people who want to get involved in an industry and a lot of people will do almost anything to get a job in an industry, right? You know, you take a low-paying job, you uh, work extra hours, you do all this stuff that is not good for you as a worker. Um, and the only way to kind of stop this stuff is to not allow this stuff to happen by getting jobs at these companies that are toxic. And yeah. if this news uh, attention on places like uh, Quantic Dream and Activision Blizzard and you fill in the name of toxic work culture, if these stories are getting out there enough and scaring people away and you're not getting people to, to get to your job, I mean, that might suck for those studios, but it doesn't suck for the workers because you don't want to be in a situation where you have a bad environment. And now it's on Quantic Dream to change. It's on Activision Blizzard to change if it wants to attract new talent and have better, more uh, happy and dedicated workers. Um, and I think that's that's good for the industry that 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 this is the conversation that's happening. You don't have a good place for workers. You're not going to get people to work no matter how much money or what your IP that you're you're uh, shopping around to people are. So. I think this is a, a good sign of maybe a huge shift in the industry. I agree. I agree. And I, it was ironic, as we, we pointed out, with the Game Awards of, of having someone like Jeff Keighley get up there and be like, we will not stand for abuse in this industry. Um, you know, we need, we need to speak out about these things. Announcing Quantic Dreams, Star Wars Eclipse. I know, right? I know, so I know. It, it, it is, like you said good to see that people are not sticking with these jobs just to have these jobs if they're at shitty companies um and hopefully that says things to the to investors and, and to people who can make real change at these studios about getting rid of those people and and changing the culture of those companies away from revolving around these shitty uh uh practices and and shitty actors in these roles star wars eclipse to me for my money seems like the kind of game that will never come out and it will be the sort of thing that we all go oh yeah that was that was thing. announced yeah, yeah. yeah uh in five years or so yeah uh because uh, yeah uh speaking of star wars um ha mm -hmm. the reviews for this uh, galactic star cruiser experience have been coming out uh from disney world oh from disney have yeah. you have any interest in doing this are you inviting me? Because I'll go. Oh my god! Do you? How much money do you got? We'll pull our money together in a very fiscally yeah. irresponsible decision. I have I have a golden dollar right here, and a quarter. Um, so, is that anything? I'm sure with our persuasive abilities and our can-do attitude, we can make it happen. That's true. We'll just we'll we'll, st we'll be stowaways. That's kind of part Ooh, of the experience. Right? What if? Like what if? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like I have interest in like I would love to do it. I don't think I would ever have the money to. It's like five thousand dollars for like two nights yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something ridiculous. I think it's a little bit cheaper unless you have a, a bigger family. But um, yeah, it's, I would love to do it. I just don't think it would happen. Yeah. for the next. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and I, if I had that, I, I've never been to Disney World to begin with. I would rather just spend money to have a good Disney World experience first, yeah, yeah. and then maybe come back later. But 
I don't know. I've been watching a lot of videos, and I gotta say, it's kind of cool. Like, it's nice. It is it. the kind of thing where if I was there, I would make a lot of high pitched like, Ooh! yeah, constantly, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, you can't see this, listener. Obviously, I do have. I got one of my lightsabers mounted up on that wall back there. Yeah, is it charging right um, now? It is. Nice. nice. Yeah, it's got because I can. I can like keep it on as a light. Yeah. Oh. You know. Well, and I was gonna say you um, also never know when you're gonna need it. Precisely, right, I, right. you know, you, you got you have to walk around. With yeah, that's what they don't show you in the Star Wars movies. They actually just have like USB chargers like all throughout their spaceships <laughs> just to make sure their lightsabers <laughs> are charged. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk Pokemon for a minute here, huh? Woo. I'm currently Justin looking at every single Pokemon starter, excluding Pikachu or excluding any like Eevee, uh, any of the special games. The Gen or, one or, through nine. Gen one through nine. Fire, grass, water starters. We are going to definitively decide which starter is the best out of all of it. So, like, what I mean is, like, we are going to rank grass, fire, and water as being the best. Yeah. But before we do... I want to know if you can name all these fuckers. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to say, like, when you're looking at all, like, of the starters, so that's 27 little starters all by each mm. other here, um, you start to see some themes coming out. Um, so I think clearly the fire ones are meant to be, like, we're the cool one, with the exception of this last one that came out, the, what, what's his name? Fue Coco. Fue Coco. Fue Coco just looks my like little, a dope. My little boy. He looks like a dope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to traverse this new Spanish world with my little friend. <laughs> um, then you have the the um, water ones who just look like the doofuses. Yeah. You know, they're just kind of like all of them just look like, like happy to be there. Yeah, just happy to be here. Um, and then like the grass ones have to be like the like a little bit more of the hey, we're cool, too. Like they're like the um, uh, have you seen Hamilton? No. Okay. Um, they're like the Aunt Peggy of the group. Like they just want to be involved. It's like the the Skylar sister who's like her name's Peggy. So there's like a whole song when they're like singing, and there's just the one sister okay. who's never mentioned in the show very much, and she just keeps saying in the song Aunt Peggy like the whole time. Like gotcha, they, gotcha. they want to be involved. They want to have something cool about them, but like they're just they're just there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Those are my let's thoughts. Go. So let's Gen. Uh, here's what we're gonna do. Okay. Gen. We're one. gonna go Gen <laughs> one through nine. And we are going to try and name all three Pokemon here. Can you? I think that it's going to be easy for some and tough for others. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, let's say Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle. Yeah, that's easy. I got that. Gen 1, that's done. I, Gen 2. Gen 2. Go ahead. Yeah, it's Cyndaquil, Chikorita, and uh, Totodile. Wonderful. Right? Like, these are the ones. Already, though, for this next one, I think I got it. But for Gen 3? Gen 3, we got Torchic. Yep. Trico, Mudkip. Mudkip. Yep, that still yep. still keeping pretty simple here. Uh, then then this one, um, I should know these okay, but I'm gonna get a little confused with some of their names because I might know like one of their evolution forms for Gen Four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but Chimchar is the monkey, Fire Monkey. Yes. And I know that mostly just because of my playthrough of um, your recent playthrough, my yeah, recent playthrough right. of Pearl, um, and one of my mains in RCS until I realized I need someone with a little bit of girth to them that yeah. doesn't just die on two hits because that's how you have to play this game apparently yep yep yep, yep. outlast rather than like outsmart um then it's uh tortle tortle is the middle Damn evolution it. so this is turtwig 
Turtwig, yes. Yeah, okay, Turtwig, that's the grass one. And then Pinlip. Piplup. Piplup. My, my Piplup. little man, Piplup. Piplup, yeah, yeah. Who's the ice water, which is the Empyreon? What's his name? Empolia. Empolia, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, okay. I, I also have a, another confession to make. When I play Pokemon, mm-hmm. I barely read their names fully. I like kind of like, when I was younger and I was like reading Harry Potter, um, I never like like read Hermione's name. So I will, you I'll, sort of like I skipped Hermione. it. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was like, if you asked me to say what her name was, I'd be like, Hermione. Hermione. <laughs> It's Herman, Herman. So a lot yeah. of these Pokemon are just like, <laughs> like I could kind of get the the syllables out there, but the actual name is a little rough. Yes, one hundred percent. But speaking um, of rough, these next ones. Oh my right, god! Okay, Gen Five. So this right. is black and white. It's a pig. Um, the, the fire. It's pig. like pig. It's like t- uh, infra pig or something like that. <laughs> um, uh, Tepig is his name. Tempig. Tepig. Tepig. T e pig. To pig. To pig. Okay. Well, I could not tell you what this grass is. Is this Sneasel? Is this Sneasel? Is the ice dark Pokemon? No, no, that's not true. That looks like a Sneasel. This is Snivy. Snivy. Okay, Snivy. Okay, whatever. Snivy. And this is like Ocelot or Oswit. Oshawott. I know Oshawott. Okay, Oshawott. Yes, I do know Oshawott. Oshawott looks like he wants a hug. He does. He always, because his mouth is like a. Like an upside down. Yeah. It's like a frowny face. Yeah. Are you writing these names down anywhere? Because I should be. Uh, <laughs> I, have, abs- I have lists in other tabs that okay, I'm not okay, looking at. at I'm this moment. absolutely not writing these down. And I think I probably should. Yes. Um, okay. Up next for Gen 6. Yeah. Gen 6. What do you got? Any of these? Okay. Gen 6. Um, we have a X sexy cat. We have okay. cool hat. And we have yeah. frogster. I think Frog Frogadier might be the name of one of these guys. Mm. Froki. Froki. I was even close. Okay. Oh, Frogadier is it's a is evolution. What, yeah. Oh, and then it evolves into Greninja, which is the thing. I knew Greninja. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Froki is is this little fella. Uh, I think Tepin Tepe. No, wait. Tepig is is this guy. Yeah. Uh, this grass guy. Is something. Uh. Chesspin is his name. Chesspin, the grass guy. Chesspin is the grass guy. Okay. Um, and then I think it's like y- uh, uh, What is this? <laughs> Firefox. <laughs> um. Hmm. Isn't it? Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Fennekin, 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 Fennekin. Uh, of course, yeah, 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 of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm also um, I'm spelling them out in the doc just to the best of my spelling abilities. So I love it. Thank you. I love Thank it. you. Um, okay, so then here, Sun and Moon, Gen Seven. It, this is easy for me. Uh, it's not for me. It's because you it's, haven't played these. It's Sneasel, right? The fire one, Sneasel. Nope, that is Little Litten. L- the the Litten. The fire kitten Pokemon. Ah, it rhymes. And then it's it, uh, it's this is like a owl character. So it, I should know this one because it was the one I started with in in, in, in the other one. Uh, RCS. Um, uh, uh, hoot hoot. Uh, this is Rowlet. Rowlet. Yeah, I love his sense. little bow tie. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, I gotta say, not that cute when he's an adult. No, they they lose a lot of that. Um, yep cute energy mm-hmm. which is a shame i want them to stay cute yeah yeah and this last one is called sandy poplio my friend poplio poplio man people are like losing their shit for poplio 
Are they? Why? What do you mean? Like, I've heard that name with a lot of love before. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I, okay, so with Gen 8, with Sword and Shield, I know Grookey the monkey. Yeah. The the grass monkey. Yeah. I do not it's, know. Is it Bunnerace? Bunnery? Uh, no. Hmm. It is Scorbunny. Oh, but one of them has to be uh, Bun or Ace, I, I believe. Let me see. Bun or Ace. Spelling is off. Bunny Race Pokemon. Nah. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, my spelling's really bad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Bunnery. No, Bunnery is that's a different one. Different one. Yeah. You know, we're just gonna keep moving on to the last one here, which is this is the Sneevil. Is it? Hold on, my list does not include them. Wait, wait, does it? No, sneeze. I, I snivel. It's not snivel. No, sni because sni that's a sni snivy and or snivy and sneezel. That's what you're combining. Yeah. Um, water starter, sword and shield. Oh, oh this guy. Sobble. 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 Sobble, of course. Yeah, everyone's favorite. You. Sobble. Yeah. And then obviously, Gen 9. We got Fue Coco. We got Quaxley. And we have what is your name, friend? It's there's a lot in it. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> um Pokemon Grass Starter Gen 9. Oh my gosh, Gen 9. Uh, it's Cinderace. Sprigatito. 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 Anyway. All right. Looking at all these guys, all these little friends. Where do you, how, what starter is the best? Just in general, which individual starter would you say is your favorite is the best? So I'm going to say everyone believes like Charmander's the best. Right, like that's like what everyone thinks that. Like, I'm not saying that's yeah. what I think. That's not what I think. But that's what like a lot of people are just gonna sit here and be like, the best. I mean, it evolves into Charizard, which is like top tier Pokemon to this day. Still, yeah. Yeah. yeah, still super high speed, super high special attack. I think. Yeah. Um, um, also, just like looks cool as fuck. And there's so many different variations and iterations of it. Yes. Um, I gotta be, I gotta admit though, one of, one of the ones for me, if I'm going to like start with my number one starter here, should we mm. do like, how are we going to do this? Are we going to do it by, by type? Are we going to do it by, uh, I, I figured we would, we would just say what is definitively the best type here. Oh, like overall. Yeah. Yeah. But we could do it differently if you want. So I don't want to be that guy, yeah. but I'm going to be that guy. The best is fire. Fire wins every time because it's just a good type. Right, right. But I, I, don't, I don't know if that's true, like overall, but I think for the most part, the fire types just are the cooler ones. I think they have cooler type pairings. I think they mm -hmm. have cooler, like final evolutions for the most part. Um, I think that they are pretty much the the ones that when people are making Pokemon games, they're like, the fire type is going to be the one that is going to be, for lack of a better word, fire. Yeah, LOL, yeah, Dustin. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I would say that fire is going to be the best, unless you have an argument for any other type. I don't, because unfortunately, like I do. Here's the thing: I like the design of a lot of the grass type Pokemon. I like 
um, Chikorita. I mean, I love Bulbasaur, and I like Rowlet a lot, and Grookey, and uh, also like this Sprigatito, Sprigatito, whatever, we're, however it's pronounced. This new one, like, it's very cute. But unfortunately, grass moves just aren't very good. Like, like the the strongest grass move is not gonna hold a candle to uh, the strongest fire move or the strongest water move. Um, excuse me. Uh, if you have Solar Beam. Uh, with Sunny Day as a combo going on. Um, Is Solar Beam a grass move? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But it take it, it, you you when you use it, it is gonna hit. Uh, you're gonna be tired for that next turn. So it's got to be like a. No, no, no! no. You be... gotta charge it. You gotta gather energy. Oh, but that's what it is. That's if you what it is. if you gotta ground it in there and you bring the sun out when you throw them in there, you get the sun going. Power up your fire type moves, but also you get that solar beam in one move. You get your get your guy super effective. It's really yeah, great. Really great. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. You are you are very true there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like Chikorita a lot, and whatever it evolves into. What's that called? Um, Typh no Typhlosion is <laughs> Bailey. Uh, I like Meganium. That's what and I like Rowlet, and but yeah, no, I yes. Okay, so can we just go through like how many of these versions have you played before? So I've played Gen One, Gen Two, Gen Three, Gen Four, Gen Seven, Gen Eight. Okay, so I have played Gen One, Two, Three, Four, Eight, and I will play Nine. Yeah. So, Gen One, your first time playing, who'd you pick? Who did I pick? I think Squirtle. I did too. This little water turtle guy. And, and mostly because my sisters and I sat down and we all like we decided who would get what. Oh, cute, fun. Um, and the my older sister chose Bulbasaur. She was the older one. She got first choice, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, and mm -hmm. then I picked Squirtle. Um, I don't know if there was like a fight that we had. I don't think it was. I don't. I, I think I wanted Squirtle. Because Blastoise sure. is pretty fucking cool. Blastoise is not a bad pick. You know what I mean? I do. I do. So, so yeah, I chose I chose Squirtle. Uh, what about Gen Two? Chikorita for me. Ooh. Thank you very much. Yep. Yep. Again, uh, my my older sister chose Chikorita. Um, I chose Cyndaquil because I mean, look at that little guy. He's so happy. He's so cute. So happy. I, I picked Cyndaquil in. Um, Legends Arceus. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, and then um, in Gen 3, I picked Torchic because fighting fire. I went with Mudkip for Swampert because my older brother had Ruby and he picked Torchic. So I'm saying, what is a good fighting Pokemon before Torchic? None is the answer. I'm I mean, Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee. Okay, they're cool for you? What do you mean? They're, I mean, they're they're cool. <laughs> Uh, I, th I mean, like you're gonna get some good, decent. Here's the here's the thing. You're gonna get decent fighting moves off of like um, a Graveler or uh, I mean Machoke and Machop and, and Machamp. I mean, like that's gonna be pretty decent. The problem is monotyped. I think so. Like you want to get the multi-type going on, and fire yeah. fighting is not a bad type type no. pairing personally. But in that game, I would probably go with. Uh oh gosh, what's this guy? He like wears like a mushroom on his head, and he's grass fighting. You know what I'm talking about? A mushroom head toad? He, no, sh I think Shroomish evolves into this guy. Yeah, so Shroomish evolves into 
His name is Bloom. Bloom. Yep. Bloom is grass fighting. He looks pretty cool. Which is decent. Yeah. Yeah. Good dinosaur man. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Okay. I know what you're trying to say. So, yeah. Uh, and then in the next generation, I was a chimchar boy. You were a? Piplup friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also a fan of chimchar. I got I to gotta admit. Yeah. Is that also firefighting? Yeah. 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 You're, you're, it's kind I of mean, like a common theme, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Because that, Piplup that's, is, is ice water. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you really kind of look, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of these, there's some similarities between these, but uh, who did you pick for Gen Gen Five? Uh, I didn't play Gen Five. Oh, uh, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. So or did, six, or six, but seven. You chose. I chose Rowlet. Yeah, my little friend with the little bow tie. Uh, well, so I chose Rowlet the first time, and then when I played Ultra Ultra Moon, I chose Litten, but I didn't finish that. Mm, yes, yes, yes. I would have probably chosen uh, Incineroar because everyone's. You're really like fire Pokemon all the way, aren't you? Uh yeah. Yeah. Like pretty, pretty die hard here. Yeah, it seems like it, but that's not the that's not the that's not like what I would have like said about me. You know what I mean? I'm not like the mainstream Pokemon player, but I would have done it. Um and then uh I chose uh uh Grookey. In, I did as well. Yeah, because I mean you gotta fucking I mean, look drum. at this look at this guy. Look at the drum. I mean, he's just a cute little friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed that. And I was happy. I was not upset with my choice there. Um no. Because also, Ribaloom is a pretty like competitive Pokemon, too. Yes, I did know that as so, well. I, so did I, know feel, that. I feel good in my choice before I even knew that. Um, and then, again, I'm a Sprigorito. You're, I'm probably going to choose you because, I don't know, maybe. I'm going with Fuecoco. Look at what an idiot this guy is. I, <laughs> like, okay. He's so happy. So he's if, so... If, if, his, if his third form looks even dumber than this one, I'm, I'm in. in. I'm in. Like, yeah. Yeah. I hope they don't all just get cool. You know, like I, mean, I think, you I think can that's tell, like the yeah. problem from Fuecoco. Because, you can see his hair. It's like it might he might get into that little like 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 a little bit overly cool stage of his going on there. Yeah, it'll be yeah. over one of his eyes, and it'll be like hey. that's the fear because they did that with Sobble yeah. in oh, the last yeah. generation, yep, yep, and they yep. did that with with Rowlet being like this like bow sniper guy. Um, yeah, I, I think the problem with these Pokemon starters is that like the original three were like. They're kind of cute, but then by the time that they're fully evolved, they're like these like badass, like cool. You blastoids with the cannons on his back. But and it's like your dad decided what was cool. Like they yeah. just missed it. <laughs> yes, but so like I feel like all of these other starters have like tried to like replicate. Like, oh, this guy's awesome. But like sometimes I just want him to stay cute because like you don't always nail it being awesome. You know, I'm just I'm just back on Blaziken here. I'm gonna say Blaziken is still pretty fucking cool. Blaziken is very cool. Yeah, I mean, like, he's got it. He's got everything. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to keep... And Empoleon is also a, a cool Pokemon. Let me, let, me, let me just do a double check here. Empoleon. Empoleon. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I got some sword like things penguin. going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I know people who look like Empoleon, and I think that's a problem. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um. So, okay. So, so let's, let's talk... Fire, fire, best yeah. fire. Okay, fire is is going to be the best. I just unfortunately, when you like pair it up against these other guys, fire is going to be the best. So, what is the best fire Pokemon here? Is it wrong to just say Charmander that they got it in one? I, I do because it evolves I, into Charizard. And but you're talking about evolutions. If you're talking about a straight up starter, what is the best of these starters? Um, and I do not think, to be honest, in terms of the cute 
function or in terms of the cool function. I don't think Charmander is either of those. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. Like In terms of cute, uh, where, yeah. what are we thinking? Like, if I were to hug one of these Pokemon, it would definitely yes. be Coco. Um, Me that'd be, too. That'd be hug number one. Um, but Torchic, I would love to just, you know, I, I, I look at Torchic and I kind of get the cute aggression going down. Because, <laughs> like, look at his, like, giant eyes. And <laughs> he's know. just got this, like, blank face with his little beak. Yeah, it looks he like just, he's really soft. He just look at you and be like, oh, what's up? You know? And yeah, I, I don't yeah. think there's any thought process behind those eyes. So I kind of like it. <laughs> no, just... completely dead. <laughs> completely not comprehending anything. Yeah. And Litton looks like I've been judged. Like, I feel it. Like, I know it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's this what happens when you hang out with a cat, yeah, right? Then, Cats are just sort of that way. Yeah, Finnegan and, and, and Litton, I feel judged. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you, have you ever, like, pet a pig before? I look at this pet pig and I feel nothing. Right, but have you ever, <laughs> pet, mean, a, have you ever pet a pig before? I've touched them and they're crusty and, it, right, and it's dry. It's not a good experience. Like, they got, like, yeah. coarse hair. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? And it's just not, like, a good feeling on my fingers. So if I had to pick that up, I don't care how cute he looks how much he looks like he's just like wants to play right now. I don't mm-hmm. think I want that. So Tepig, you're not it. Um, Fennekin is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Big ears. I wouldn't like, mind having that. Face. But I still feel that superiority complex. And then knowing the mm-hmm. context about like people have their little things about it. I don't know if I could do yeah. that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I-, I would say Torchic is probably the cutest. Xenoquil is also very cute, but like, the flames coming out of him make it like, I don't know, are you good to touch? Like, can I touch you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think he looks weird without the flames. It's like he's missing yeah, it, something. It, and those frequently turn off. Yeah. Because those are like on when he's like fighting. Yeah. And he's got that uh, like anteater persona. And I just think it's mm-hmm. a little creepy. Like yeah. that long yeah. tongue that just goes and like it's your ants. You know what I mean? I do. I so do. I, does that mean score bunny? Is that is that in the in the equation for you? Like, Score Bunny looks good, like, fun and cute, but a little too jumpy, like, a little too high energy for me. Whereas, like, Torchic is, if you're going to sit and Torchic's going to, like, sit on your lap as you, like, play a game or, like, watch a movie or something, that guy is sitting there forever because he's not thinking. No, right? there's just <laughs> like, no thoughts, like, nothing happening. <laughs> completely empty inside. Um, whereas, like, Score Bunny's, like, jumping around. Yeah, just and, everywhere, like, just, like, doing yes. stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, if, if I'm correct, it's, it's um, we're looking at Torchic versus Foycoco. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Torchic simply because while I do love my little friend here, Fue Coco, uh, is he fluffy? <laughs> but he looks ru- he looks like rubbery, and like if you would like rub your hand across him, it'd be like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I would say Fue. Okay, so Torchic is if you like a dumb a dumb dog, like it could be yeah. like just a dumb little dog. I think Fue Coco is like if if you have like a, a bulldog or a pug. I'm getting yeah, that Fue kind Coco of vibe from it. Like, if Coco looks like it wants belly rubs. Yeah, oh, just nothing but. And if you don't yeah. do it, he would get a little bit like he'd like start nuzzling you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be honest, because we've already talked about this. I care more about the cute than the cool. Yep. I'm going with Foy Coco because that thing looks cute as hell. I'm you know what? I, I'm going to agree with you, Justin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gen 9. All of this it, to just say we are huge Gen 9 shills. <laughs> already. <laughs> already. Well, let's 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 go down the line here then, and 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 follow this little piece of logic out. So, with, with your grass starters, who is your favorite among these? Uh, and I guess using the same metrics as we just had, it, it's a it's a close race between two, and I think I have an answer. It's between Rowlet and Groupie for me. 
Rowlet, yeah. I mean, what a what a friend with yeah. his little bow tie and his little arms at his side. Um, and he's just so circular, you know, just, like just I, so almost round. too perfectly circle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and is yeah. that bow tie like a growth? Do we have to be worried about that? <laughs> um, I think it gets bigger. Uh, oh gosh! So, it, like in the uh, second of evolution, it gets bigger and then it disappears. Um, for the for decidui, decidui, mm-hmm. decidui. I don't know how you say it. Um, yeah, I, but like to me, Bulbasaur also kind of does it because while the grass types are not like particularly like fluffy, like most of them, like like Turtwig looks like it would feel like a turtle to touch yeah, and yeah. that's not bad but that's like not cuddly to me yeah but bulbasaur i feel like seems like it would be kind of cool to hang out with oh yeah yeah and with the vines and stuff it'd be like grabbing things and oh, like and how useful be like i can't reach that up on that top shelf uh bulby yeah, so can you get like, over here like raise him raise him over your head and he yeah. grabs it for you yeah yeah uh, so i'm going to i'm going to put my vote for one bulbasaur okay i my mine is going to be grookey uh, uh, and I think it's going to be Grookey because Grookey just looks like, while he'd be in loud, like if you know anyone who's a drummer, you know that it's not good to live with a drummer. Very true. Right? Um, I know you're in a band. Sorry if I started any drama with that. Uh, no. Uh, no drummer in your band? Y- y- no, you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, you're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, this is true. Uh, a side note about drumming. I want to learn how to play the drums really bad. I, like, I, I, like, I know a little bit. I, I can keep time with them, but I want to like learn to like play so I can like actually play. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is finding a place to practice to like learn how to play the drums is like insane. Because when you start playing an instrument, you suck. It's yeah. just how it is. Absolutely. But like learning how to play the drums is like, what if I sucked, but everyone knew? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. <laughs> so I I amend I applaud you, Grookey, for being able to. Um, drum past the haters. Yeah. So I, I, I yeah, Grookey, you you can drum around me if you want. Teach me your ways. Yes. All right, water. What do you got here? I I think a lot of the water Pokemon are actually quite cute. Yeah, they definitely they got that they got the cute vibe down. Um, I looking at this, it's kind of hard. I gotta admit, this is probably the hardest one for me to pick one. Um, let's I'm, say who it isn't. Okay, Squirtle, not. Totodile, unfortunately. I, I'm sorry, Totodile. You're pretty cool. Like fear, fear alligator. You're pretty cool, but not not what I'm looking for. Not what I'm looking for to like chill with in my house. And and, and Mudkip, I'm sorry. There are just better options out there. I'm sorry to uh, say. You would think so? I'm swiping I love, left. Is that the bad? I love, which is the which is the no? Swiping left is no. I think. Wait, it's been a minute. Swipe right. L- swipe right is good. Swipe left is oh, yeah, wrong. Yeah. Okay. So. Let me, yeah, so, uh, let me just check this swipe. I've never used this app. Uh, swiping left is goodbye. I, I never want to see oh, you again. Yeah, swiping yeah. right I'm, is... I'm, sw- I'm swiping left on you, uh, Mudkip. I'm sorry. It's close, but there are just better options out there. Okay. I I have a I have a love for Mudkip. Okay, I get it. So I'm going to I mean I'm going uh, to eliminate what is this Frogman? Frogo, yeah, Frogo, I, I literally Frogo deer? the only one I didn't write a name in the box. Um, <laughs> um, Froki, <laughs> is it Froki? Yeah, you're cute, but when you evolve into Gray Ninja, it uses its tongue to like get around, and yeah. I don't want that in my house. And just squirt some water around. Yeah, I get it. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. sorry, Froki. Um, Sobble also like. 
I don't love you. It, that's the one that just cries and disappears, Cries right? all the time, yeah. yeah. I have a dog that does that. Trust me, not worth it. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, I'm also going to say, Quaxley, while I like you, I like your little hairdo, um, the, you are not doing it for me either. The eyes aren't as soft as I'd like them. Eyes aren't as soft as you like them. They yeah. look, they're a little too piercing. Right, right. Um, now, um, we got a tough one. We, and I know they're not the same, but they kind of have the same vibes to them. Piplup versus Oshawoot. For me, Oshawott wins every time. Okay. Look at the little shell on the tummy, the little nubs on the ears, the big nose, the giant eyes. Yeah, like it, he just kind of Oshawott. He, he has the 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 torchic vibe when it's just like nothing really going on there, <laughs> and like if you're yeah. not constantly hugging him, there will be a problem. But I will say about um, uh, Oshawott, like a little bit of attitude, and I like that, like a little bit of personality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would I would cross out Piplup. So for me, but like if I go Oshawott versus Mudkip, Oshawott does win. Okay, okay. I would say um, mine are Poplio versus um, uh, Oshawott right now, and that's sort of where I'm at too. Wait, Poplio? Yeah, well, Poplio is the only one that's still in for me. Oh, okay. And, so you uh, Poplio got... and, and Oshawott. Okay, so you got rid of Mudkip. Okay, so Poplio. Yeah. Um, I know this is like not what we've been doing before. Um, what is Poplio's final evolution? I don't. Let's see. Primarina. Primarina. Oh. Like a it's like a lady. Oh. It's like a it's, it's a like mermaid. a mermaid lady with big hair. Okay. And then let me just let me just go to Oshawott final evolution. Oshawott. Um Samurott? Whoa. Whoa. I know why we haven't been doing this, because I totally don't like either of these. <laughs> I really genuinely don't. I, like, I, I strongly dislike all of its evolutions. <laughs> yeah. But Oshawott itself is quite cute. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go for Oshawott. because You know, I'll just keep pressing B every time he wants to evolve. <laughs> but Dad, That's fine. Level don't 99. You, don't you want me to be strong? No. No, I don't. No, I want you to be cute. Uh, cute forever. <laughs> that's more important. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So there you have it. Uh, what do we decide? Um, Torchic. Torchic. And then we split between Bulbasaur and Grookey. Yep, yep. And Oshawott. Yep. Those are your best starters based on nothing other than if they are cute and if we would have them in our house, which I don't think was the qualification like <laughs> but, to start. But I think we were trying to go with like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so uh, if you have any differing opinions on us, uh, I'm sure there are some people who are like, you did Cyndaquil so dirty. Well, or yeah. like um, Chespin is my Chespin saved my life. Um, I want to hear about it at uh, on Twitter at HitboxPod or send us an, an email at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. You are likely listening to this episode on, I don't know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast player of your choice is. There's probably the option to give us a follow on there um, or to give us a review or rating or anything like that. Give us a review that would really help us out. Um, it would make us feel quite nice. Uh, and go ahead and give us a follow as well, uh, hip, happy Hitbox Day! If you're listening to this on Wednesday, you've done it. You've Just made in, it on to Wednesday. Yeah, you you've you've made it halfway through the week. Uh, do you have anything else here, Justin? Uh, I'm just going to go, and once we're done recording, I'm going to stop this recording and go back to playing Horizon because the few hours I played have not been enough. 
Oh, interesting. I'm about to do that for Elden Ring. Oh. <laughs> uh, We're going to be boring uh, uh, for the next, like, several weeks because what have you been playing? Uh, Horizon. Elden Ring. Uh, Elden yeah. Ring. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, hey, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you next time. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Grookie. Stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>